I'm Callie Lampy, and you are listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast, where my daddy shares a daily gift with you from the ocean. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. I am your host, Ryan P. Lampy, and today's lesson from the surf is surfing gamification. Gamification. Did you even know that was a word? Turning something into a game. So I'm out in the water and I am, I have my eyes set on the horizon, waiting, very serious, waiting, hunting for the next set, hunting for the next rideable wave. And I'm having a good time. I'm excited about the waves to come. I'm not down on life or down, you know, in my surf at the moment or anything like that. But I'm very serious. I'm just like waiting for my next wave. And then an airplane flies over my head, which happens all the time. But this plane, actually, it wasn't just a plane. It was it was a plane, but he was doing like this crazy maneuver in the sky. It looked like he was having a blast. He had gamified flying a plane. Like he was flying a plane, not like traditional pilots are flying their planes. He gamified it. He was having fun. You could tell from the water he was having fun. But that's not my point. When I saw this plane and I saw that, it just hit me. Like he's looking at me. Well, he's probably not. He was having too much damn fun. But a plane in the sky is looking at me in the water. And while I'm all serious about hunting down my waves and paddling my waves and and getting back out to the lineup, paddling through my waves, and often I can be very serious, very intense. And I was thinking, like, man, they're probably looking at me down here like, I'm just here having a blast, having fun, playing a little game with the ocean. And I am. But sometimes I lose the sense of it being a game. Sometimes like I'm very serious. I only have like 30 minutes to surf. And I'm like, I got to catch this many waves. I get really serious. There's nothing wrong with that. But I have found that when I have taken myself less seriously in the water, out of the water, and I have turned things into a game, whether it's making money, whether it's working on my marriage, whether it's with the kids, my body, everything. God, I love to often see myself in my relationship with God. It's like in my own book of the Bible. It's almost like like a game that's played between God and me. With the push and pull and, and all those tensions and excitement. When I gamify situations, it has served me very well. Where across your life are you taking yourself just a little bit too seriously. Gamify the situation. I don't even know if gamify is a word, but turn the situation into a game. See it from a different lens, a different perspective. Frame your current situation in that area of your life as just a fun game that you get to enjoy. I've done this time and again. I actually do this with my podcast. Like, I remember when I first got on podcasts and and, uh, and Facebook Live videos and stuff like that. Like I would take myself so 
damn, seriously, I'll be sweating bullets. I would get so nervous. I'll re-record and record and record and, and delete and record again. And, like, I would take it so seriously. And now, like, I just look at it as a game. I get an opportunity and to enjoy myself and to speak, connect over a podcast. And what's crazy is when I started viewing it that way, everything changed. It became so much more simple, so much more enjoyable. Like I laugh and I smile so much more as I'm talking on the podcast rather than before I was sweating and nervous and serious and always questioning, am I doing it the best or things like that. And that's just a damn podcast. <laughs> it's just a podcast. I really find this has helped me big time in, in my marriage and conversations. Like I always learn new skills, new tools for conversation, for um, getting curious, for understanding other people's perspective. I say other people's. How about just Lucy? Understanding her perspective. I can get triggered. I can get angry. And when I take myself extremely seriously, that's often what happens. But when I started gamifying the situation more and more and more, gamifying each of our conversations, turning it into a game, like a, like a puzzle, I get to understand her more. I get to get curious. I get to create space inside of our, our conversations, inside of our relationship, to open myself up more to just this game of getting to know her. Like that was the game when we were dating. I completely gamified the situation when we were dating. It was this big game. If I get to woo her and get to know her, and she was this mystery, this mystery and this, what I put, I think I wrote it in the journal back then, gosh, 19 years old. I was, uh, I write it like, she's like this, the biggest mystery and the, the, the most beautiful puzzle to solve or something like that. But it was like this, romantic, enjoyable endeavor rather than something I took so seriously. Not that I didn't. Often I would take it seriously. And it was those times when I got really serious, took myself very seriously. Those are times where I often would push her away or I often would just stumble upon myself. One of the big times in my life that I gamified a situation just naturally, and it was a night and day difference, was basic training. I joined the Air Force when I was 18, and I went to boot camp. And the first day, man, the first day, we get there, it's pouring rain, we run inside, it's dark, we run inside, they strip us down, and we throw all of our stuff in a closet, and we're... I don't even know what the hell was going on. It was just chaos. It was straight up chaos for the first day. Like the, you have not just the, the training instructors, but you have like a whole bunch of people from their last week of boot camp who are like the guys who are about to get out. And they're like, um, what's it called? Like hazing. They're hazing everyone. And so we get, we get into our beds and stuff and literally no one slept. I think there were, uh, how many people? I think there were almost 40 people in my unit, in my, they call it a flight. 40 people in my flight, 40 men, boys and men. I was the only one that slept the entire night. I slept. Everybody else, like these guys who were hazing them, had them go into the bathroom and they called it the latrine. 
and it was crazy. It was chaos. Like people were just going nuts. No one slept at all except me. They said that I, when I heard about it later, like, I don't know, probably a couple weeks later when they finally gave me the story, I didn't even know, but I slept through the whole night. I didn't even know all this shit was happening. I don't even, I don't have an understanding why or whatever. And this is all besides the point. That's just crazy. <laughs> but that was the first day. And then the second day, you see, like, we were robots. They turned us into robots very quickly, and they beat us down. They beat us down, like, verbally, and they, they just broke us down to the very, very foundation of, I can't even call it a human being, but they just broke us completely down. And, of course, you know, the process is they build us back up. But we're not there yet. They just broke us down. And everybody is just beaten down, hating life hating each other, hating the training instructors, hating everybody, hating just everything, all the circumstances. We're getting no sleep. We're marching around nonstop. We have to memorize fucking everything. We have to memorize. Like, they give us these papers and constantly giving us something new to memorize. And we have to quote and memorize and quote and memorize. And they call us up in front of people and they humiliate us. Like, it was hell. But I remember after the second day, which was like the longest, some of the longest days of my life, after the second day, I think it was the third morning, I had realized that, okay, we're not sleeping. But something clicked in my head. I'm not sleeping. Everybody hates these training instructors. But I realized, as we're up early in the morning, that these training instructors are there with us every single hour that we're awake. Damn near every single hour. Like, there's a couple hours where some of them disappear in the middle of the night. But, but it hit me all of a sudden. I was like, man, they don't hate us. <laughs> this, is not the, this is not the story that everybody has. And I wasn't completely aware of any kind of story that I had or anything like that. I just, for some reason, it clicked for me that, oh, man, like this, they're on our sides. There's like a game plan to all of this. And it clicked. After the third day, it clicked for me. And for some reason, well, for some reason, it clicked for me. And everything changed for me, but no one else. And to this day, I am the only person I know of that I've spoken to across any branch of the military that thoroughly enjoyed basic training. FYI, I only joined the military to experience basic training. Yeah, what a crazy kid. I get it. (laughs) Oh, I'm a nut. But I had a blast. And there's more stories inside of this. But, like, I, man, I, it turned into a game. And I was the, the best damn soldier I could be. And I had so much fun in boot camp, week to week to week. Every week was so damn long. And I ended up graduating with honors. And I was the ambassador for the whole flight and called the Guide on Bear. And I got, I got chosen by the men inside the flight. And like, were, like a lot of rules were broken to get me some prestigious stuff to happen inside of my boot camp. And it was crazy. All because I gamified it. People were taking it so seriously that not only did they feel beat down, they were filled with hatred and hurt and snapping at each other in fights. But they were like beat down each other. And they wanted like the, the weak people in the flight. We had 40 people. They wanted the weak people in the flight to get kicked out and get, they called it recycled. And that was some of the guy's intentions. And I remember because I saw this whole thing as a game. And in my game, 
and the frame that I created for myself of this entire boot camp experience, I made this stand of no guy is going to get recycled inside of our fight. Not one person. Well, eventually one person did get recycled. He got he got caught falling asleep on the toilet. He went back a week. That sucked. So we ended up with 39 people. But the guys who they really, I mean, literally, there's people who couldn't fucking put their boots on the right foot. I'm not joking. Couldn't fold their clothes, couldn't make the bed. Like, literally, I would make multiple people's bed. And some of the people did. Like, we all had our specialties. But some of the people, their specialty was sit in the corner, don't touch anything. I'm not joking. Like, some of the people, we had to get with it, help them put their boots on the right foot. Not just the first time. Like, over and over and over. It was crazy. I mean, in retrospect now, it's like, man, maybe we should just let them not make it to the military. It was fucking crazy. But the thing is, most people wanted to give up, but I never gave up. Not because I was some crazy, you know, I don't even know what it was. But I do know that inside of all of this, I made it a game. To me, I had this game to win. And for me, winning was no man is going to get left behind. We're not going to let that happen. And I literally had a fight with our leaders. I had to fight through so much kind of stuff. Break all kinds of rules. Like It was crazy. But guess what happened? In the end, one person got recycled because he fell asleep on the toilet, but none of the other guys. People graduated with their shoes on the fucking wrong feet until we fixed it. So gamifying a situation not only allowed me to get the results I wanted, but also allowed it to be a very, very enjoyable experience and an otherwise non-enjoyable experience. The same thing happened when I was deployed to Kyrgyzstan. Like, everybody hated life. But I saw it as this big game. It changed everything. I remember sitting on this plane. This this um, fellow troop was telling me, he's like, man, I don't know what is going on with you, but I want it. I don't know why you are having so much fun and you have so much such high spirits every single day, which is crazy. I mean, I was getting three hours of sleep per six days. Like, it was nuts. But for some reason, turning it into a game changed everything for me. So where across your life do you simply need to change the frame in which you're seeing the situation? Is it your marriage? Is it with your kids? Stop taking yourself so seriously. Turn it into a game. Maybe with your kids. Getting so frustrated with your kids. What if it was just a game? What if you turned it into a game? What do you want? What do you want to create with them? And turn it into a game. The thing is about a game was so awesome is that you can fail again and again and again. It's never life or death. Like you can always go again. Turn it into a game. When you fail and you mess up, instead of being filled with guilt and shame and beating yourself up, you just go again. That is one of the beauties of reframing your situation into a game, a.k.a. gamification. All right, guys. That is all I have for you today. If this message resonates with you, please share this with one person you know. And if you haven't already, I would love if you went to iTunes and 
rated this podcast and help me get this in front of more surfers. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will catch you tomorrow on the Surfing Lessons Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. For more Lampy craziness, find my daddy on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy, and have a powerful day.